Hey, that music means only one thing. It's time for the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast with Gary the Arena Guy and Dave Ruttleberger. And Dave, can you believe it? It's uh, years in the making, decades <laughs> in the thought process. <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> the very first Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast with Gary the Arena Guy and Dave Ruttleberger. I'm, ke- I'm saying it over and over so it gets into everyone's mind to be a part of their listening routine. <laughs> So when you look it up, you can find it easily. But this is very cool. We're very happy to be doing this here today. Yeah, we've been talking about doing this for uh, forever, you know. And uh, I think before the concert podcasting was even invented, uh, <laughs> you, you and I. <laughs> That's what uh, it seems like. But uh, but the equipment is here. We are rolling, and uh, and this is kind of our kind of our episode zero. It is episode zero because this is kind of our introductory podcast. We'll be discussing events presented by uh, Columbus Arena Sports and Entertainment, often referred to as Case and. Uh, and we, we will be talking about shows at, at the Schottenstein Center, Nationwide Arena, Ohio Stadium. Actually, wherever Case wants to present a concert, in my living room if we choose to. Yeah, I mean, sure, absolutely. It could, it could be anywhere. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be doing that, and we'll talk about uh, uh, what this podcast will entail coming up. But uh, right now, I think uh, I'm still in excitement mode. You know, it, it is definitely something that, that we've been excited about. And and. One of those things that, you know, is just that chance to, to bring people into kind of what we do, uh, that backstage glimpse, if you will, you know, where, right. where you can, you know, it's so often, you know, we, we do our little bits and pieces on show nights or do a little bit on social media, but this is kind of that, that in-depth look for the, for the person who kind of, you know, really wants that, you know, behind the scenes access. Yeah, absolutely. And behind the scenes is really what I think we are going to uh, concentrate on here. We'll talk about upcoming events and everything, but but share our conversations with fans and and uh, things that uh, most people do not have the opportunity to see. So hopefully it'll be kind of fun and unique as well. And uh, we'll talk more about that coming up. But first, I think uh, let's get to know the hosts, uh, <laughs> the, the arena guy and Dave Ruttleberger. You know, um, uh, we both have radio in our blood. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, 20 years of radio for me. Uh, and once it's in your blood, you know, it's never, never fully, uh, you, no. you can't really cure yourself from that. Yeah. <laughs> never goes away. I, I have lots of friends who got out of radio and they miss it more than anything. So, I mean, it's really in your blood for all time. And people ask me all the time, you know, cause I, I did do radio for a, for a lifetime before this. And they say, you know, do you miss radio? And my, my answer always is. I don't miss what radio is. I miss what radio was. And, and so we were blessed to be part of a, of a great time in, in radio where, you know, there were live bodies in the studio all around the clock and those kind of things. And, and both kind of have our own unique perspectives and backgrounds, a little, little different. You, you kind of came from some talk radio fun, if I'm right. I did. Well, uh, let's get into our yeah, background. Sure. I guess uh, since you pointed at me, I'll start. Um, my background in what we do here at uh, the Schottenstein Center Nationwide Arena and uh, Ohio Stadium is... Uh, I uh, I got into radio in college. I was a regular weekly listener or winner on a oh, local no. radio station trivia contest every Saturday morning. You were a prize pig. It was called the <laughs> Rolling Trivia Machine. The Rolling Trivia Machine. I, I know. It. I can't. I, I'll never forget that. And it was <laughs> entertainment and pop culture trivia, which. I guess it's kind of my thing. It's yours too. And uh, I would win every single week. And I really didn't care about the prizes. I just wanted to, to win. I just, well, I just wanted to sh- kind of share that I knew the answer. And I won so much and I won prizes so much. And like you said, a prize pig. We all had them in radio. People who won all the time. I said, I said that with affection. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, so I won so often. They, just, they invited me to come and help write the show, help write the questions, really? and co-host on the air. That's great. So on Saturday mornings, I would do that. Eventually, that morphed into uh, uh, doing news. I uh, got a, a regular uh, shift uh, on the air. 
I produced a talk show. And because I love music so much, I became uh, the music director while I was in college and uh, dealt with the record labels and uh, started this uh, Top 30 Countdown and interviewed artists. And that's where my interviewing uh, performers uh, started to happen. You know, Neil Sedaka, The Spinners, uh, Air Supply, people yeah, okay. like that. Yeah, okay, all right. So, uh, <laughs> Hot acts of the day. Yeah, really, they were. And uh, incorporated snippets of the interviews during the Countdown show. So I did that for a while. I got an internship at the auditorium at Illinois State University. And so uh, the radio and that auditorium experience got me a job at the University of Illinois, the Assembly Hall, uh, an 18,000-seat arena. And uh, got started out there buying uh, broadcast, uh, broadcast media buying and doing promotions. And a few years later, I was promoted to assistant director. I don't want to say how long I was there, but uh, <laughs> I was there for a while. And uh, in my job, I was a frequent guest on the radio. On, and and it, they asked me to co-host morning shows when the jocks were on vacation and stuff. So I would do that. And, and uh, one of the stations liked me enough to invite me to uh, have my own uh, radio show. So... I always wanted to do that. They used to, growing up, I listened to a radio station called WGN out of Chicago, sure. and I loved those guys and wanted to be them when I was younger. So I had this opportunity to do a radio show where it was pop culture, uh, had entertainment and celebrity interviews on every day. Uh, that was half of it. The other half is kind of celebrating what our community had to offer and did that for a while. And then in 2012, came here to Columbus and now work at the shot nationwide and you know, good stuff. Yeah, and then again, became the arena guy, and, yeah. and, and you know, and the rest is history there. You so, know, tell us about you. You know, my, my parents named me David Joseph, so my first initials would be DJ, right? <laughs> so I was, because my dad wanted to be a DJ when he was a kid. But you were his, destined. His, his mom said no, and he went on to go work for a paper sales company, right? Just like The Office, right? Yeah. So he wanted me to be, be a DJ, and so it was kind of in my blood from the time that I was born. And then, so... Uh, uh, when I, I remember as a kid, I remember calling into a radio station and it was a talk radio station and they told me, the producer, whoever answered the phone, said, sorry, we don't let any kids on the air. And I was so mad. I was so angry that you <laughs> How know, old I, were you? I had this opinion. I was probably you know, 12 years old. Okay. And uh, I had this opinion on whatever topic they were discussing. And, uh, and so I remember you know, being frustrated by that and thinking, you know, I'm going to be on the radio someday on my own. And so uh, I remember uh, I was maybe 16. My mom came home. She worked at the hospital uh, in town. This was in Illinois as well. Okay. And she came home and she said, hey, uh, a woman I work with said a bunch of people got fired at the radio station. So if you want to go get a job, this is a great opportunity for you. So I walked <laughs> into the radio station, no experience at all. And I came in and I said, hey, look, I don't know what I'm doing, but I would love to get into the radio. And, and the program director at the time, Randy Ness, Randy said to me. Uh, we never forget those early <laughs> right, guys. Right? Randy said to me, he said, hey, you don't know anything about radio, but that's great. So the way when I teach you, you're going to do things the way that I want you to do it. So came in, I started working uh, Cubs uh, a board for Cubs games. So when they'd go to commercial, I'd you know punch the button to make the commercials play. But then you know around the clock, taking whatever shifts were available. You know I uh, started playing. Uh, we had a sister station. I played soft and easy hits for Chicago Southwest Suburbs on WUEZ. Right, <laughs> and then and then from there, you know I, I moved to Dayton to go to University of Dayton. Yeah. Uh, uh, stayed in the light. I light ninety nine point nine. Hosted a lights out radio love song request and dedication show for a couple years. That sounds so you, by the way. Right, Dave Rydell, lights out. Oh. yeah. You had a different name, too. Yes, that's I was right. Dave Rydell. See, yes. I was Gary O on the radio. Gary O on the radio. Oh, I didn't a, know that. Yeah, that's but good. But you, you had a different last yeah, name. Yeah, Rettelberger's not a great radio name. <laughs> uh, and then from there, you know, I, I went to go work for the the, the hot rock and flame throwing top 40 station for a few years, you know, uh, uh, as part of uh, Z93 in Dayton. Did that morning show for a few years. And then went on to move to Columbus, where I became part of the QFM classic rock staff for 10 right. years. Uh, 107 won the big wazoo. or did hard rock, you know. 
know, for a few years, did Alternative on Channel Z uh, and Radio 106.7. So, you know, up and down the dial, right? But that's part of where my love for music came from. Yeah. When you work in, in especially in, in the music side of radio, I never had a choice of what songs to play. They were always chosen by the music director, or by the foreman of that radio station. So I got to know Air Supply and I got to know Disturbed. Right, and I you everything in between. So you whatever it was that was you know hot at that moment or that station featured, it became part of your lifeblood because you listened to it for eight ten hours a day. Right, right. And so that gave me this wide breadth of knowledge, which then you know, and as uh, being a huge music fan, you know, I worked with both arenas since the day they were open down at Nationwide. Real quick story, you know, yeah. I uh, helped host the very first event ever at Nationwide Arena. Did you really? We were Tim and Faith. It was still well, they were in construction. Okay, before Tim and Faith. Okay, people say Tim and Faith was the first event, right? But we actually held my radio station held a a wedding on the floor of Nationwide Arena when it was still a dirt floor. That's fantastic. Because we wanted to be the first event at Nationwide Arena. <laughs> and then here at the Schottenstein Center, uh, you know, there was a, a big PR stunt where every the media got to come in and flush the toilets all at the same time to show how the plumbing worked. Right. And I was part of that one. So from, from day <laughs> one, or, appropriate. in some ways day zero, I, I've, I've been involved with these arenas from the radio side and since about 2010 uh, in, intimately with uh, the shot in Nationwide Arena. But uh, uh, now I'm, I'm the director of interactive marketing which is, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and the website and that nonsense. But, it's but a, you know... A, hey, it's not nonsense. No, it's your career. It is my career. <laughs> and and, and that, is, that is my career summed up, kind of a little bit, a little, a little glimpse into the background of, of where we're coming from. Yes, and uh, we, we both do a lot of nonsense, but, but fun nonsense, and hopefully it's nonsense Last, that, that our guests enjoy uh, as, as you do... Uh, yeah, have all your social media outlets uh, for the arenas and the arena guy. You know, the arena guy Facebook page and Twitter at underscore <laughs> the arena guy. A lot of behind the scenes, a lot of uh, do a lot of uh, interviews and, and try some unusual and sometimes successful and often not successful uh, stunts with some of the shows and yeah, yeah. talk to fans and, and cover the the, the shows and stuff. So, so we do a lot of things, uh, fun things uh, with our individual jobs. But uh, – to to I think sometimes sharing a few items that most people don't know about you can really help people know who you are. Sure. Okay. Do you want me to go first or you? Uh, go ahead. I'll let you. You, okay. you blaze the path. I, I I suggest that maybe we share four or five things that most people wouldn't know. Uh, I've got you know as usual I've uh, overachieved. Yeah, okay. And I have a couple more, but I will say <laughs> that. Uh, so, <laughs> intern Mike is shaking his head, but because uh, he knows it's so true. <laughs> but I, I will say that uh, a couple of simple things: chocolate chip cookies. I'm an aficionado of chocolate chip cookies, but I like them overdone. I like them cooked a little bit more than most people. Really? Now I prefer mine almost completely raw. Oh no, 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 no! Mine, I want them dunkable. And uh, and brown around the edges for sure. Um, I will tell you if you ever want to make money. When I walk outside, when it's sun, you can bet somebody that I will sneeze in the first few seconds of walking into the sun, and I will always hiccup after my first drink of pop every single time. So you're getting to know the arena guy here. Um, <laughs> when borders closed, it was like my best friend moved away. Oh, you love borders. I did. Uh, Johnny Carson, still the king of late night to me. I still watch him almost every night. Thank God for cable. Um, uh, and I, I, you know, the arena guy likes being a regular at restaurants. I like them walking and say, Hey, arena guy. Okay. Or hey, Gary. Uh, right. Okay. And so that includes Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, Gahanna Grill. <laughs> they do love you at Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and I'm a dog lover. Of course, my dog is usually with me. People are picking off my yes. lab's uh, hair off of me. <laughs> and I think, uh, one, one of the things that go, kind of goes with our radio thing is I don't know why 
but I really do prefer AM radio when I listen to the radio. And I, I love, even during a rainstorm, the snap, crackle, and pop that goes along with that. I don't know why. Maybe it was, goes back to my childhood when I listened to WLS or WGN. And uh, it just there's something about AM radio that excites me. And radio, whether you listen to it online or uh, FM, it's just so perfect in its sound. And maybe... Maybe I just root for the underdog, you know. No, I've always loved I've always <laughs> loved the sound of AM radio, but like in a true transistor radio. Oh right? yeah. When you get that pure mono sound. Oh, I know. I used to listen to the Cubs. <laughs> uh, my summers right? off school. That's how it's supposed to, to sound. Off out of off yeah. out of the transistor radio. So that's mine. How about you? Oh geez. Uh you know, I, I um uh, was thinking when I when you asked me to four or five things about myself that people might not know, I, I kinda went uh from an entertainment perspective. So um I had an elbow that was on talk soup. Remember Talk Soup? Of the course. TV show, right? John Hansen. Was right. it John so, Hansen you're talking about? Uh, it was actually... Uh, Craig Kilburn? Uh, no, it was... It was, no, it was uh, uh, I'm losing his name. The guy from Community... Uh, oh, Joe McHale. Joe McHale. No, yeah, not from Community. The guy from Joe McHale. Thank you. It was Joe McHale. <laughs> so, yeah. And so uh, I was on Montel Williams once. Were you so really? I was, a, I was a guest on Montel Williams. So and, were you really the dad? And, oh, no, that's no, more. No. That's more. <laughs> that's, that's another whole other story. But this was, you know, it was uh, my elbow. I didn't make it on Talk Soup. I, I actually got in a fake fight with somebody on the Montel Williams show because I wanted to be on Talk Soup. I didn't want to be on Montel Williams. I wanted to be on Talk Soup, which is where they showed highlights from the daytime talk shows, that right? so funny. If any of those people who don't remember it. But my elbow was the only thing that made it on. There was one shot of my elbow. So I have a Talk <laughs> Soup elbow. I was on Montel Williams. I'll make this a second thing because I got arrested for a radio stunt that went wrong. Uh, where we had uh, a pair of Duran Duran tickets to give away. Yes. And so uh, the boss said to me, he said, yeah, do something fun for these tomorrow morning. And I came up with the idea of, remember, you know that dream you have when you like get to work and you are forgot to get dressed, you're naked when you get to work, or you know, it's you don't have that dream, is that just me? No, I've never, I haven't had the dream, it's actually happened. Yeah, no, so, no. so we had somebody drive to work naked. Right. And so <laughs> I followed behind her broadcasting the whole thing in the station van. Oh, Dave. And, uh, <laughs> and the police set up a roadblock and actually like it was because it was this huge thing. Right. We were, you know, it was it was it was people were following us and honking along and stuff. And it was nuts. And so the police set up a roadblock. And that was the one time I was arrested. And Montel Williams thought it would be a good show topic. And I was on Inside Edition for that, too. Were you really? Uh, oh, yeah. We were on a whole all kinds of stuff. It was neat was. The idea went from some stupid idea I had in my head to being, there was an article in the New York Times the day after it happened. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, how often can you, can you get something from your head that's in the, that doesn't involve like committing a crime? Which I guess I did commit a crime. Well, you got arrested. Right? Complicity to public indecency was the charge. <laughs> so uh, I did get it. Uh, you made the New York Times also? Yeah. Holy cow. It was crazy. It was crazy. We, we've shared offices for years and I never knew this. <laughs> Uh, coolest guy I ever met. Now I've met a lot of we've met a lot of, a lot of people, oh, but oh. And I, he says, coolest guy I ever met, Miles Davis. Really? You met Miles, Miles Davis? Davis outside I'm the Chicago Theater. I'm so jealous. In the uh, in the late eighties, uh, you know, I was a gawky teenage kid and Miles comes out in a big fur coat and two women, woman on each arm. Just the coolest guy. Just as, as you, <laughs> and I just remember I was this little, you know, seventeen year old. Thank you, Mr. Davis. That was such a great show. And he autographed my ticket. Did he was, really? That was pretty cool and uh, and last thing, last thing about me, uh, I have absolutely no musical talent. Oh. Like I, I wish I could sing. I wish I could play an instrument. But the one time I did get, a, I, I was at a, a Prince sound check. Yeah. And it was for fan club members. I'm a huge Prince fan, right? So I'm there and I'm, in, I'm, I'm at the sound check and Prince says, hey, does anybody play uh, an instrument? And I'm like, 
<laughs> in my head, I'm like, I, Prince is asking. So I raise my hand and I'm like, tambourine. And he says, all right, tambourine, come on up. Oh my and gosh. so he brings me up on stage and then he brings up somebody else to play guitar and a whole bunch of other folks to play the different instruments. And so he says, all right, you guys play me something. And so we started playing this song and a couple of members of his band were there to kind of lead along. And then Prince goes out in the audience and sits in the front row at the Ohio Theater Holy and cow. watches us play. Right. And that was one of those, like, just those amazing moments where I'm like, I wish I could play an instrument, but I'm going to play the heck out of this tambourine. <laughs> I'm sure I look like an idiot, but it was fun. It was and fun. what was Prince's reaction? Uh, you know, he, he actually, what was neat was he kind of ignored the idiots like me, but he, uh, you know, he was polite and friendly, which, you know, and then, and did like a 30 minute conversation, just came out and talked with us afterwards. But the kid who played guitar, he went up and he actually held the guitar with him and gave the kid some tips. And uh, it was just, you know, said, oh, yeah, you could try it like this. And it was just, it was just very cool. Prince, who was so reclusive, right, for so long. I know. You know, and, and didn't do interviews. For him to actually just sit on the edge of the stage and then talk with fans for, for half an hour, you could ask him anything, was, was very cool. That is awesome. You got me beat. You yeah, know, chocolate I, I, chip I, cookies was pretty cool, though. I like overdone <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> so, but before we share... Uh, what we both envision the Backstage Pass podcast to be. Um, a lot of what we're going to talk about is the concert business, and, that, and that's what we do, sure. and, and concerts and, and special fun events. Um, what was your favorite concert that you saw as a fan, and then share your favorite concert that you've worked sure. here as a, a member of CASE? And that's a, it's, a, it's a question we, we get quite a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so favorite concert... I went to as a fan. Again, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but it's it was you know Prince, but it was a different show. It was back in Chicago in 1988, the Love Sexy tour. <laughs> uh, you know, and it was one of those ones you know where I waited in line as a fan, and and uh, it was just an, an amazing uh, performance. He was I, I I miss Prince a lot. He was he was the best. Uh, but favorite show I worked was uh, the Rolling Stones here at Ohio Stadium. Yeah, when it was the first stadium show we'd had in twelve years, twelve years, right? Yeah. And I'm, we're, I'm, this, uh, this, I'm going to tell a story, right? These are backstage stories, yeah, right? Absolutely, I'm backstage getting a picture of the Rolling Stones with Kid Rock because Kid Rock wanted to get his picture with the Stones, and Kid Rock was opening for only our date, right? So while the arena is filling in. I am backstage making sure this picture happens. The photographer is where he's supposed to be and everything. And so they do it right before they go on stage. And then so Keith Richards' wife and I then walk together around the side of the stage and walk out into the stadium. And it's nighttime. And all of a sudden, the lights are all down when we walk out. And the, uh, the stadium was completely packed. And the Stones take the stage. And I'm telling you, the Stones played, you know, I've seen the Stones a few times, different arenas, but they're playing as well as any new band. They, are ju they played their new material and their old material, their classics, with such passion. And it was just a perfect, perfect night. And uh, Hang On Sloopy, too. Yeah, they did a little Hang On Sloopy, yeah. didn't they? I forgot uh, about that. That was incredible. And so you were hanging out with Keith Richards' wife? Yes. And while we're walking on the field, she's like, this feels just like when we play the Super Bowl. So it was wow. just a just a cool moment, you know. So it was it was it was a lot of fun. So how about you? Well, my favorite concert as a fan was no surprise. You're you're a diehard fan of Prince. I'm a diehard Elton John fan. So my first uh, Elton concert was front row at the Chicago Auditorium Theater, and it was a theater. And he was filling arenas, but he was doing the solo tour with a a well known percussionist named Ray Cooper, and uh, it was called Back in the USSA, kind of a play oh, okay. on the, All right. the Beatles song. But uh, and the demand was so great that there was a lottery, and I had a couple of friends on my dorm floor at Illinois State University, and we all entered. We were all Elton fans, and we all entered this lottery, and we got 
the tickets. And so the first time I ever saw Elton John was the front row. Wow. In kind of this Spoiled. intimate setting, just That's him great. and the piano and Ray Cooper on percussion. That's great. And I caught a rose at the end. He was throwing flowers out. <laughs> and uh, Just like The Bachelor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you get a rose, Gary. Uh, and, and I kept it, too. And, and uh, then afterwards, I was hanging out by the stage door and Ray Cooper signed my program. That's cool. Fast forward to uh, just last October, I saw uh, one of the last uh, Elton John shows in Las Vegas, the Million Dollar Piano Shows, and uh, I was getting something to eat at Caesars Palace afterwards, one in the mall area there, and who walks by but Ray Cooper. And so I ran out to him, and he was the nicest guy in the world. And there's a longer story that we'll share sometime, but he, he once again signed my program. So I got him like, my first Elton concert, and then to date my last concert hopefully not the last one i, I hope it's not <laughs> yeah. my last. well we've got one coming up right, november sure. 2nd <laughs> right so whoops uh, <laughs> but uh yeah hopefully not my last and then my favorite to work you know there are just so many but rolling stones at ohio stadium is is one of mine uh, tour day columbus with 21 pilots the six days of garth brooks um it's certainly uh, frank sinatra we did in illinois was was pretty cool and then anytime I've done Elton John before. So, yeah, those are my favorites. And yeah, that Garth Brooks run, which we'll talk about a lot on this podcast, we, we I'm will. sure, because that was, that was an epic moment for Columbus. These are all shows that uh, are huge parts of, of what we do and our history, and uh, I'm sure they will be topics coming up. So um, what, what is your vision? You know, we've talked about this podcast for a long time. What is your vision for the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast with Gary the Arena Guy and Dave Rennerberger? <laughs> Keep that in your head. Uh, you know, it, it's really just to kind of, you know, be informative, Let, you know, because if you have a passion for music, you know, which is what, you know, when I was, when I go back to those, those shows, when I go back to when I was going to my, you know, as a fan, and I'm still a fan, right? But when, I, when a you know, fan, you're always mystified by the whole concert process. And, and still to this day, I love going to concerts. We, we ran into each other recently at a, at, a different, at a concert in another venue, right? We just go on our off days, right? I know. So we love music and love everything about it. And so my goal is to kind of let those folks who maybe they chose those career paths that didn't let them walk around backstage at shows, kind of, kind of get that glimpse of what, what's going on, why things happen a certain way, um, you know, and, and let them kind of understand in a deeper process kind of what goes on to uh, at the concerts in Columbus. I totally agree. And I think uh, we will also be talking about uh, the entertainment world, uh, what's happening in the world of entertainment, because a lot of that does end up here in Columbus at one of our venues. Um, we, we can talk about what's happening in, 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 the, in, in that world of pop culture type things. So we'll have interviews with uh, people behind the scenes, um, maybe artists, uh, People involved with the show, some of the backstage people, like uh, when you see some Arena Guy videos, we talk to the people backstage oftentimes and, and get a real glimpse into that. We hope to share that here. Uh, who knows? We might have some tickets to give away. That might be a, a little motivation to listen as well. For sure. And, you know, and, and also, you know, even just, uh, you know, the best ways to buy tickets. These things are the things that are always changing, like, you know, just the verified fan thing that has just become really big. There's a lot of ways, you know, that uh, uh, little tips and tricks that we can pass along too to help people get those t the hard to get tickets that, that you want to get for that show you definitely don't want to miss. Yeah. So we can give you the inside track on, on how to do that easily yep. and safely. And we'll tell you right. that, no, you know, true. fraudulent tickets are out there so we want to make sure that you buy your tickets the right way so now since we're on this topic how can people get information 
about the great events that we present at the Schottenstein Center Nationwide Arena and Ohio Stadium. Sure. You know, the, the best way is, is the websites. And we just redid NationwideArena.com. So it's great. Uh, NationwideArena.com, SchottensteinCenter.com. And, and, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. And all those links are there on the, the websites as well. Yep. And, of course. And the link to the Arena Guy is fun, too. Yeah, I know. So follow the Arena <laughs> Guy on Facebook, Twitter, at underscore the Arena Guy, we've got, a, a pod, uh, we've got the podcast now, we've got a blog, and you can find all that on the Facebook page I like your too. Spotify playlists yeah, that you've been you. doing. You've been doing. If you don't mind, just uh, real quick, no. for if people haven't heard, heard about those, what, the Spotify playlists. Yes, uh, we put together a playlist for every upcoming music show. Obviously, we don't do it for Monster Jam. and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> A lot of engines revving for 25 minutes. Yeah, 20 different versions. <laughs> but no, we, we put together a playlist uh, of, of the upcoming concerts, which includes the opening acts. And so a lot of times, uh, fans great. may not be yeah. as familiar with uh, an opening act for an artist. And oftentimes, they're so good that uh, it's a way to showcase those as well. And it kind of gets people into the mood, I think, and the little extra excitement. They could listen to it in advance, driving in, and even going home afterwards because you're still kind of psyched up after you see your favorite artist. Radio stations used to do that all the time where they would do the pre-show concerts and the after-show, you know, the flashbacks and stuff. And it's something that's kind of a, where, you know, you can do on your own now. With, and, and, and Gary makes it great with the uh, the Arena Guy, their Spotify playlist, which you share, again, and we often share on, on through our social channels. Too. Yeah, you can always find it. It's usually the latest concert is pinned to the top of the face uh, the arena guy facebook page dave this has been fantastic i'm excited to get this started i'm really excited about this i am so excited about this and this is our introductory show to just give you a little feel for what you can expect. Yeah, and, and when, we'll have our, when we launch our first real episode, you know, you'll get a, a glimpse into kind of the pattern of how things are going to work. But we want to let you give a little glimpse as to who we are uh, at any point uh, in the podcast so you could kind of learn about us. Yes, uh, I'm so looking forward to it. So everyone, thanks for listening. And be sure to subscribe to the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast with Gary the Arena Guy and Dave Ruttelberger on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcast. And Dave, thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yes, and we're looking forward to our regular podcasts and talking about the entertainment world and upcoming concerts, and we will always keep you informed. You can always come to us at the websites or this podcast. Lots of great events and concerts, and I'll tell you what, we'll see you there. <laughs>